For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Well, hello, hello, hello out there, my listening audience. It's your girl, Barbara McGee, a celebrity makeup artist to the stars, and you're here in the penthouse, and we're straight talk from the hired brush. Now, as you know, we come on Tuesdays at 7.30, thanks to the courtesy of Galaxy Talk Radio and www.t25cl.com, our parent company. And we're just so thankful uh, for this opportunity to come to you live and to give you an opportunity to call in and speak to our guests. Now, if you want to participate, you can call in at one seven two four 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 seven four four four, And the caller ID for this show is one three one nine five nine pound, and then of course pin pound. Now, the greatest thing about tonight is that, uh, as you know, it's been mentioned and talked about that we're going to have someone who I've just recently made the acquaintance of, uh, a modern day missionary, and I'm very interested in talking with her. She's going to be coming live to you. She's a beautiful young lady from New York, and we're so glad to have her on the West Coast, and we want to hear about her tantalizing uh, stories as she's witnessing uh, for Christ and what that looks like being young, beautiful, gifted, and black. That's what we really want to talk about today. Now, listen, I've got some good news for you. Now, all of you gospel lovers out there and all those who prefer to get dedicate your entertainment time to the elevation of your mind, soul, and body. Here at T25CL, we have a new program that's going to be coming to you starting April 1st. It's called Keys to the Kingdom. Now, do you love that? Keys to the Kingdom. And I want to introduce you right now to the new host so she can give her vision about what that means. I'd like to introduce you to Sandra Keys, are you there, Sandra? Amen, amen, amen. Hello, oh, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing blessed and uh, exceedingly well and uh, praising God for you and your new hey, show on Friday night. Not this Friday, but next Friday. Uh, April 3rd. Uh, April 1st at yeah. 7.30. So tell us a little bit about Keys to the Kingdom, if you don't mind. Amen. Well, I'm so excited to be joining the family of E5CL, Galaxy Radio. I am so excited. I know that God is going to be doing some big things uh, with this radio station. And, of course, I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, Keys to the Kingdom is going to be basically basically about gospel music. Um, I am hoping to be able to play it, but as of now, it's just going to be strictly talk. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the things that go on in the kingdom and in the music industry, hoping to educate people like independent artists who want information on how to break into the business, things they need to do, and also about um, just men- uh, also about uh, ministries that uh, go on in within the gospel music uh, industry. So I'm hoping to, for it to be well-rounded. My show on next Friday will be uh, dealing with domestic abuse. As you may, some of you may have heard, there was a gospel artist, I won't mention his name tonight, that uh, pleaded guilty to uh, domestic abuse of his wife. And so this is shocking. We know things go on, but when we hear stuff like that going on in the families of people that we admire and uh, listen to their music and um, – it's just, it just becomes disturbing. So we know that this is an epidemic in our society. It shouldn't be taking place between our Christian brothers and sisters. 
but we all have problems, amen? And instead of hiding them, we I want to be able to address them uh, on my show. So that will be the first uh, series of uh, what's to come on Keys to the Kingdom. Oh, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. I applaud you, and I applaud T25CL for taking out the time and having the wisdom to know that people are out there searching. They want more information. They want to live better lives. They want Amen. to have more fulfilling relationships. I mean, I think that it's safe to say that we as women, particularly women of color, have just got our standards, and we work really hard. We're dedicated to our families, and we're at the point now where we're searching for excellence. For, I had someone tell me just the other day that she was searching uh, for something superior because she was superior, and I just wanted to give out shout-out to my friend Stacy on that because that's our life to compliment us as superior. And uh, what many of us forget is we already have our partner. Oh, we got a little bit of noise. We already have our partner, and our par- partner actually uh, is God himself. So if we could just take time to let him choose for us, I think we'll be in a better position than if we jump the gun and try to, to make our own decisions without covering and without prayer and without a prayerful spirit, and without asking for foresight, you know? So, uh, Amen. Sandra, Amen. so we're, we're just excited. So are you a gospel artist? I'm excited to know. I am also an independent gospel artist. Yay! And I will, yes, I, I currently have a CD out that I released it but I will be releasing uh, my single uh, in May, hopefully in May. So I hope to be sharing that with my audience as well as they walk with me, uh, and my journey, <laughs> my gospel journey. Well, we're, Amen, we're so. just we're just excited, and as you know, uh, as celebrities, celebrities are always welcome uh, in the yeah, great talk Because definitely. now, as my background working as a makeup artist, uh, I've had an opportunity to bless a lot of uh, people that uh, are in various genres, but. Uh, Amen. See the amazing influence that music has over us totality. To see the totality that it can create in one's life, whether it be to depress or to defame or whether to be honor and direct. You know, we, we really got to be more selective in Amen. what we to feed ourselves and what we listen to. So we praise uh, uh, God and we thank him for bringing you to teach you for ourselves. So everybody, well, thank, thank you so much. New, so now we got a full lineup. Let's see how does this sound. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so we thank have, you, Barbara. On Mondays at 7.30, we have Compton Politics brought to you coming straight. Uh, Lorenzo from Compton. Uh, speaking about political affairs of Los Angeles and uh, areas beyond. Tuesday is Straight Talk with the Hired Brush with myself and Rodney Best, both experts, and we talk a little bit about everything. Uh, then we have the lovely Lady Roslyn coming from uh, Los Angeles as well, and she's our entertainment director here at www.225cl, and her show is called Roslyn's Corner, and you can meet the Whispers, the Coasters, you can meet, I mean, an arrangement of great artists on her show. And then without, uh, uh, I don't want to be remiss, but I do want to say that our very own Soul Vibrations is on at 7.30 with Pastor Dr. Kwaku talking about, and Corey Jeffries, uh, they're partnering and talking about the condition of, uh, of people of color and relationships and family, and they have family solutions out in Vallejo, so we want to give a shout-out to them, too, uh, Pastor Cueco being a very good friend to our show. And then, of course, now we round it out 7.30 on Friday, starting the first, with Keys to the Kingdom. I just even like how that sounds. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we welcome you to the family. And I just want to go Thank you, Barbara. I appreciate it. Oh, you're more than welcome. I just wanted to introduce you and Thank all you. my listening audience to my wonderful guests for the evening. Uh, we want to give a shout-out to Mr. Rodney Betts, who's gone dark tonight. Hey, Rodney. Hope all is well. We miss you here at Straight Talk. But we know you got things to do to keep it, keep it popping over there. But uh, anyway, I had the esteemed privilege 
of meeting at my church, which everybody knows that uh, we are the designated spot for 1,000 mothers to prevent violence at Market Seventh-day Adventist uh, Church at 934th Street in Oakland, California. And uh, there was a beautiful face that came and sat next to me with so much energy, poise, presence, and just favor all over her. And I got a chance to meet her and talk with her, and she joined us with our 1,000 Mothers to Prevent Violence meeting. And I found out that she's a missionary. Her name is Sarah. Say hi, Sarah. Hello. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing great. And you are the guest of the hour. So, Sarah, um, you're so beautiful. You're so gifted. I mean, you sing, you dance, you act. You are a uh, you are the epitome of a successful young lady. But what for God be the glory? <laughs> yes, and but what I found to be so refreshing is you're here from New York City, and you've had an opportunity to travel around and do what is called missionary work. And I just was wondering, how did you find the call to find that be? your choice for your life? Well, um, when I started, I first started traveling um, to different countries when, uh, I guess, from missionary work or um, to help uplift people when I first went to college. Uh, I sang with the chorale, and at the end of the year, we had a tour in uh, Argentina and Brazil for uh, two weeks at a time um, for a whole month. And um, I enjoyed going to put, going to different places, and um, I love meeting people. So um, I was I traveled like you know with my family to England or to Dominica or Canada, but when I really started you know going uh, to college, that's when I was like really introduced uh, to going to different countries to do missionary work. Um, which is Washington Adventist University in Maryland. They're a very uh, mission-minded school. So they're all about doing service. They have service day, which is once uh, every semester. Where they, and rather than going to chapel, they will go to uh, different places in the area and um, do an act of service, maybe park beautification. Um, I remember one year we went to a place and um, I helped, with planting trees um, on a ground that helped women who needed jobs. I helped plant trees um, at one of the houses where women would stay for about a year to help them get on their feet. Oh, that's exciting. Well, you know what? I I know that uh, uh, Sandra is only going to be with us for a few moments. And uh, Sandra, are you still there? I I know you had a question uh, for our guest tonight. What was your uh, question? Sandra, are you there? Well, sorry, yes, in- I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm driving, so I'm it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, understand, I understand you had a question for your guest. I'm yes, sorry. I understand. I, I'm so, so, so um, happy for her that at such a young age that, Sarah, you were able to do so much traveling. Um, I know you've learned so much from so many people during your travels. Um, what was mm-hmm. that experience for, like for you? Because so many people, like I, want to be able to travel to you know Argentina, any, any place in the world. What was that like? It was amazing. Um, I learned that when you do stuff for others, not to just get a blessing for yourself, but like you really feel happy. Like it's not just about getting a uh, Christmas gift; it's about giving something to someone who you know deserves it. So, Amen. Um, like for example, um, after college, I went to uh, Mitiana, Uganda, with a program called Share Him, and I preached sermons for about two and a half weeks with twelve other young people uh, from school, r- ranging from eighteen to thirty-four. And some of them, the week before, they did not, like, like public speaking. One of them, three weeks before we left, cried for a five-minute presentation. And at the end, you know, with prayer and, you know, seeking God and knowing that these people need Christ in uh, Uganda and everywhere, 
um, God worked, and at the end of three three weeks, two and a half weeks, 202 uh, people made the decision to follow Christ. So wow, look when at God, look at God. It was, it was amazing. So when you know that God is behind you, you're able to move forward, and when you see, like, the joy that you could bring to other people, right. it makes you yeah. happy. So, and um, also my parents, um, they... My mom is a nurse, or she's a retired nurse, and my dad is a retired social worker. So they're like servants. They serve others all mm-hmm. the time. So Amen. watching them, watching them, they were great examples uh, to me, my brother, and my sister, of, you know, how we should treat others and, you know, how we should be. Amen. Now, one, can I ask one more question, Barbara? Oh, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, now you said your parent, that was something that your parents did. But at what point did you know that that was for you? That was also going to be your ministry. Because we can see our parents do something, but it's not for us. When did you know that God wanted you to to walk that path at Um, some point in your life? Well, I would say, well, at 16, I gave my life to Christ. Uh And if I, uh, he gave everything to me. So um, I wanted to give my life to him. So I believe at that moment, um, whatever God wanted me to do, that's what I wanted to do. And in in my heart, I love I love people. My dad is a people person. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just love people. And I think God put it in my heart to just give whatever I have. Right. So, like, at 16, like, I'm, I that was, like, when I really made the choice because my parents, they were really strict. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I'm going to make the decision to get baptized. What are they going to say? When right. I told my mom, she was like, I wanted you to make the decision the whole time. So I guess that was the time where I was like, okay, I'm going to go and do stuff for Christ. Because there's no, right. one, no one should be afraid to, like, you know, let God lead their lives. Right. So I'll lead no, no their lives. So, no one should. Yeah. I know people that are, grow- that are brought up in the church, a lot of times they they just repeat what their parents did, not really having a relationship with God, and sometimes mm-hmm. it takes them, some, sometimes it's longer and it's further in their life where they go, okay, this is what God wants for me. It's not what my parents mm-hmm. want for me. So you being so young, that's why I was interested as to when you not just accepted Christ but accepted your mission, what he wanted you to do, when you knew exactly what you wanted him to do, what he wanted you to do. Mm-hmm. It was when, uh, when I went to college. Because I love, I love to travel, and um, uh, there's a Bible verse that says, "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." Amen. So, like, I, I just always love traveling. But what I realized was when I started, I guess, with my interest of wanting to travel, I learned by um, going to the Christian school and you know singing for God that it was with God that I was able to travel. So Amen. I went. When I was in college, the first year, I went to Brazil and Argentina. Who, wow. who in one month, when, when they're like 19 years old, goes there? Amen. And then um, in 2007, I went on something called Cruise with a Mission, and we went to um, Guatemala and Belize. And I was chosen among a group of people to be a, a group leader. You know, I'm like 20 at that time. So God uses me, uh, and he knows the things that I love to do. So rather than traveling and going to uh, uh, non-desirable places that God wants me to go, he puts me in a situation where he uses my personality um, and gives me happiness when I help other people. So it, it really started when I when I um, went to college and I made the choice to go to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now I want to say something there. Everybody, you know, you're listening to www.teachers5pl.com where independent artists have their books, their films, and their CDs. So please check out our website. Uh, go there. Follow our uh, Galaxy Talk radio shows as we've talked about. And uh, patronize. I tell you, we've got great things coming your way. Now, um, we have guests uh young Miss Sarah Bellas, and uh, she's on, and she's talking about her calling and being a young minister and being a young missionary, being a, I don't even know 
the word that we could use for her. But what <laughs> I say what modern I, missionary. I love it, modern missionary. But what I think mm-hmm. is important to know is that you were able to ascertain how to use the gift that God gave you to be able to attract people to you, to not bring them to your attractiveness as a woman, but to bring them to you to give them information on how to live and be better in their own lives. And that, I might have been, Sandra, I might have been 50 years old before I learned that. May I say? <laughs> I mean, hey, because, you know, it's, Amen. it's, funny. it's funny how we're all like, we as women are like flowers. And as each petal peels back, we get another revelation of the gift that God gives us. It's not very often that we have an opportunity to sit down as women in the pet house and talk about our gifts. But many times we see our gifts being plagiarized, misunderstood, copied. Um, We must have an amazing influence over the world if everybody is trying to look like one of us uh, to make themselves more attractive. It's very interesting. Hey, we've got some callers on the line. Let's go to a caller. Well, let's try this. A caller from New York City. I'm always that. Hey, caller, you're on Straight Talk. Uh, did you have a question uh, for Sister Sarah, our modern missionary, or did you have a comment? Hello? Hello, you're on Straight Talk. All right, well, I think maybe... They're listening, and that's okay. We'll come back to you. We love our listeners. Absolutely. Let's go to Florida. Hello, you're on Straight Talk. State your name, and did you have a question for uh, Miss Sarah, or did you have a, a question for Sandra Keys? Hello? <laughs> that's, I believe that's my, my friend Phoenix. She's calling in from uh, Florida to listen Oh, well, that's okay. And we love our listeners, as I said. And uh, if you want to be silent, it's okay, because we just are glad that you're listening today. And I guarantee you're going to be edified by this young woman's story, her courageous story. Now, you know, um, I just wanted to say that a couple of days ago, uh, well, I guess it was last week when we had a chance to spend time together, it was very interesting to me how... Um, beautiful you are, how, uh, how do I say, how, how much charisma you possess, but how you have to keep a handle on it because people see you as an authoritative figure. I mean, you know, people have a certain, uh, I know uh, Sandra can definitely identify with what I'm about to say and all you women out there when you're, a Christian, when you're a believer, when you're a church-going woman, and people see you as perhaps in a certain way and in a certain box. And when you step out of that box and you're really who you are and you're really effervescent and you've got all these uh, energies and it's all positive, but you can't show everybody everything at once. So tell me, Sarah, how do you handle that? And how do you um, make sure that you show the right side to the right people so you don't get in the way of their blessing? Um, Well, when I went to Korea, um, I had a sermon, and the, the person speaking said, your life is your biggest sermon. So whatever you believe comes out in how you act. So with how, so with um, how I, so with how I was raised, I was raised in the church. But you know, when I was in Korea, like no one was there hovering my back. But you know, and and because my parents are from the Caribbean, they're from Dominica. Whenever you leave your house, 
you carry your family's last name. You carry your family's name. So, but aside from that, you know, I'm a child of God. I have to carry myself in a certain way. And also with my own belief system, I believe that life doesn't have to be hard. <laughs> like the life doesn't have to be difficult. Life doesn't have to be sad. And everybody walks around like, well, you have to get ready because life is not easy and this and this and that. Well, the I'm very jovial. I substitute in New York at charter schools, and I like to encourage the kids to get themselves together and not to be so sour, you know, because sometimes as adults we can, you know, be very sad and, and mopey, and I, I try to carry myself in a, you know, I know God has my back, and whatever happens, is it, it is God's will. So that helps me with um, getting by day to day. And um, I don't necessarily get by. I know that that I know where I'm headed, and I want to go to heaven, and I continue to seek God daily. And when I see what he's done for me, I, I should just, I'm just so grateful of his gift of dying on the cross for me that it makes me happy. And I know that if I'm happy, I want to share whatever I'm happy about with someone else. But I don't necessarily tell them right away. So with how I carry myself, I guess that's how people um, are attracted to me because I try to be as positive as possible. As yeah. that's why I try, I really try. Some and um, I read something the other day, and I uh, I guess um, someone was calling another person's name, uh, calling a, another person a bad name. I guess they were in line for food. So, um, and they had their child with them. And then the young man paid for his meal and his child's meal and the one, uh, and also the meal of the person that that was mean. So the son was like, why would you do that? Like, you know, they, they were calling you all bad names. And then he said, well, you know, it's easy to love a person when they love you back, but it, it's not as easy to love a person who, who doesn't love you. So it, it can be difficult at times, but in the end, I know that God is always there, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So <laughs> I, I'm not happy. <laughs> I, I'm not happy all the time, but right. You know, it's it's, it's with God. It's amazing to hear your wisdom, and it's amazing to hear your dedication. But what about? And I'm just playing the advocate here. Um, what about? your association i mean what about you know the fun that you're supposed to have when you're a young person and what about sowing your oats as a young person and what about, <laughs> and, and what about now, now hear me out now and what about fulfilling your dreams i mean because isn't that what you're giving up when you go and serve someone else in a foreign country or in a land that's not yours, don't you put your own personal dreams on hold to edify and help someone else? How, how does that work? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go singer on you. So, you know, um, William McDowell, McDowell, my life is not my own. To you, I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. So I actually extremely find delight and doing what God tells me to do. And to me, it's not boring to go to a different culture and learn about different people and meet them where they live. And, you know, um, when I go back to school, to charter schools, when I go back to charter schools, um, I let them know, like, you know, you, you're, you're, they're telling me first world problems. Like other people have it way worse than you. <laughs> so I just let them know, like, to appreciate life and, you know, it, it's always fun to meet new people. Uh, my dreams, uh, I think, let's see, when I was 19, not 19, when I was about to go to college, my parents, I would say they wanted me to be physical therapist because in the Caribbean you must have a trade. But I will say to you, I am horrible at math and science, so you would not want me to be your physical therapist. So, and I'm a very interesting <laughs> child, <laughs> So what was funny was that um, I was in the car, and I remember this. They were driving me to school, and physical therapist starts with a P. So 
another word that starts with a P is psychology. And plus, I like psychology. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do psychology. (laughs) And that's actually how I went to do psychology. And um, my parents, they look really good. They take care of themselves. And um, I'm really jovial. So unless I talk and tell you where I've been, you would think I'm very young. But... um, well, I, I thought that when I looked at you, I thought, is she 19 or 20? And then <laughs> as, we got to, as we got to talk more, I found out that you were way more mature. But And that brings us back to another question that I have for you. You know, um, I mean, it's just more and more, you become more and more phenomenal uh, because young people out there in the world, our young people need to be brought back home to this type of thinking, this type of uh, uh, of um, uh, holding this kind of uh, etiquette in their life and having uh, coming under the authority of Christ and his law so that we're not just hanging out there for anything mm-hmm. and everything to happen to us. And I, and I, because it will, this is life and it will happen to you if you don't come under God's covering, and that is a promise. And I wanted mm-hmm. to just say, now that you've traveled all these places, it worries me that you've come to Oakland. So what does that mean? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> don't be worried. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't, don't be worried. Um, as a New Yorker, I don't know much about California, and before August of last year, I have never been to California. But um, let's see. In 2014, I made the decision to, like, learn how to do, I guess, Bible studies effectively so that when somebody asks me, like, why do you act like this? Why do you walk like this, talk like this? And, you know, you're so positive. Why is this? And I wanted to be able to easily convey or to let people know what I believe. So when I made a decision to, you know, to put myself out there to tell others, formally tell others about God and, you know, how to effectively do that, God has just taken me many places. And it's not that I'm giving up on my dreams. The thing is that sometimes, even as young people, we don't necessarily know what we want or the things that we want aren't necessarily the best for us or what God has for us. So with that, when I made the decision to learn more about God and how I can tell others about him, he took me from Massachusetts at the end of, from August to December um, of 2014. He took me to Texas um, working with um, an evangelist called Mark Finley, which was like my first uh, – a Bible working job with um, the assistant to the president of the uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. And I was there for four months. And then, like, God brought me to California because at that time I wasn't in the best health. Like, I was healthy, but, you know, every girl thinks that we need to lose a pound or two. And plus, I know I wanted to make the best decisions, not uh, for myself, but with God. For God. So I told God I wanted to be a living witness and uh, for him, and he helped me learn many things uh, about health and about him and um, who he really is. And I lost a lot of weight, which is what I intended to do, and I gained so much knowledge. So when wow. I paid attention to what he wanted me to do, he took me all of those places. And he uh, and then I had a decision when it came to Oakland. I had a, a decision to make whether or not to go to Phoenix or to Oakland to work in the Veg Hub. And I prayed and fasted uh, many times between August and December. But I prayed and fasted. And in the middle of my fa- fasting, I spoke to a friend. And my friend said, you always want God to close the door and let you know exactly what it is that you want to do. But I be- he, was, he was like, I think... It's it's your turn to make the decision. God gave you all the tools and everything. Like, by this time, that was like my second training school in, in health. So as he said that, I was like, I know I have to go to Oakland. Because as a New Yorker, not knowing 
anything about Cali- not knowing much about California or about Oakland. Um, I only heard not the best things about it. Like, and then you know, I saw straight out of Compton, and I was just like, what? Like, like they're they're not. There's not a lot of good news about these cities. So, I love adventure, and I love bringing happiness, which to me, happiness is and peace is God, to places that people don't want to go. So. I, I didn't well, know anything about Oakland, but well, this is from say, a New Yorker, right? and I couldn't wait to come. <laughs> let, let me just tell you a little bit about Oakland, okay? So I've been in Oakland for many, many, many moons. I guess I could say that. And, um, <laughs> you know, Oakland has always been culturally rich and very stimulating, full of music and artists. I mean, I love to sit down with someone from the East Coast like yourself and uh, go artist to artist, you know. When they uh-huh. bring up Biggie, we bring up Tupac. When they bring up so-and-so, yeah, and we just go back and forth because this is rich with culture, uh-huh. with the positive vibration that people really want to take home, put it in their music box, put it on their stereo, put it in their iPod, and listen to it because Oakland and the Bay Area have produced so many terrific artists, but I will say that Oakland is changing, and a couple of things is that, uh, unfortunately, it's the fourth most dangerous city in the nation for its size mm-hmm. and for its per capita. Uh, one while, maybe seven years ago, we were the murder capital of the United States. Uh, we still have an undisclosed amount of murders of African-American and people of color uh, that are that go unsolved. Uh, this is why uh, we've taken the divine commission to be part of the 1,000 Mothers organization and to support Miss Lorraine Taylor. Uh, God bless her wherever she is and her endeavors as uh, she tries to triage and work with mothers who have lost their children to gun violence. And this is a big problem that we have here in Oakland to our young, our young people, uh, the 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, are not graduating from high school, but they are being killed in the street. It's really a very sad situation. And they live right alongside um, uh, many of the gentrified neighborhoods, which were completely chocolate cities, have now... Uh, have now become, um, I guess, what you would call, um, I'd like to think of the word. Uh, they used to be uh, uh, chocolate cities, but now they're, um, oh, I think we've had a problem here. I'm having a little problem with my uh, computer. Give me one second. Um, anyway, so we, you know, got all of these uh, problems in the Bay Area and in Oakland. Uh, it's the prostitution or how do, what's the word that they use? It's not prostitution, but it's uh, uh, child slavery where children are taken by pimps and used uh, for uh, their sexual uh, uh, cohorts to make money for these men. We have that. So we have all these things that are going on uh, in Oakland um, that are killing our young people. So it's so refreshing to see someone come that has uh, brought and is trying to be bring information, news, and edification so that we as a people can get behind you and this inertia that you're here on. And I know that Veg Hub is part of that. So can you explain to us a little bit about what is Veg Hub? That's what we need to know. (laughs) Well, the Veg Hub is a vegan restaurant where uh, we plan on uh, being a community restaurant. A lot of times, you know, kids, adults, just anyone, they don't have a place where they can relax. And um, that's a place where you can go, you can have um. Um, a plant-based meal, which is really, really good. Um, 
being healthy is really, really important. And the healthier you eat, the clearer your mind is, and the clearer your mind is, the better decisions that you'll make. So it's a place where you can um, enjoy, have some downtime, do your homework, as well as we want to um, work with the community and uh, bring awareness as well as to help the community with their needs. So uh, we, I plan on doing a, a cooking class there as well. Um, oh, so you could. Oh, I'm clapping my hands right now. Saying that that not only do you sing, not only do you act, and not only do you uh, um, are you uh, successfully giving Bible studies, uh, but you've come to Oakland to give us some of your tasty uh, morsels that are plant based at the Becca. Oh, yes, wow. yes. <laughs> When can we rush over and patronize the vet Around Memorial Day weekend, uh, we should be opening in Memorial Day weekend. So oh, stay tuned. Stay oh, we're tuned. Gonna, we're going to definitely stay tuned. And everybody, you heard it first right here in the penthouse on Straight Talk with the Higher Brush. I am so excited to hear that because <laughs> there's not enough places where Young people can go learn something new, such as cooking a plant-based diet. Uh, also, be given some of the life lessons that are so important, like working, how to present yourself, how to mm-hmm. have the right attitude on the job, how to handle clients. Because I understand that it's also going to be a place where young people can come and be a, the community can come and be a part of Veg Hub by working, interning, volunteering their time. It, it, how does that part work? Um, well, when you come to the store, when it opens, more than likely, I'll be the first person that you see. And um, other than filling your stomach, we want to also fill your, your mind and your soul. And so... Um, we're able to feed you foods that are really extremely delicious, like Chef Chew's fried chicken. It tastes like chicken. It looks like chicken. But guess what? It's not chicken. But it yeah. still tastes delicious, <laughs> and it's really good for you. But along with that, um, working with the people in the community, we do want to um, bring programs and uh, rather than um, not having a place for young people to um, stay or to hang out, um, we want to invite the kids but also give them something to chew on, which is like, you know, maybe workshops or, or programs for their needs. And um, as I'm here, uh, I'm not a native Oaklandite or Oaklander, so um, I always ask people, what do you think that the Oakland needs, rather than coming in here and be like, okay, you need this, this, and that. I just make my observations and I, I let people talk to me and let me let them tell me what do they need. Well, I, I, I can tell you that uh, Oakland is uh, definitely in need of a resurgence. Uh, you know, we've got gentrification where people who've lived here all their lives no longer can afford a basic apartment. Uh, we've got people who are paying all their money to rent or to their mortgages uh, as rents have doubled, some have even tripled. I think you're well, well aware of that because I think the same thing is kind of happening in New York, like let's say in Harlem, where mm-hmm. it is an uh, um, indicative of a place where African Americans have lived and uh, uh, thrived. Uh, our communities are being bought uh, to cash buyers and are left to try to scramble at their whims. And then when we can't make the payment, we're forced, you know, 75 to 100 miles inland. And this is happening all over the country. So different with Oakland. If Oakland being the home of the Black Panther Party and uh, the major resistance with UC Berkeley right up the street. Um, this is not the place to come and uh, put their, uh, how do I say, their uh, 
corporate foot down on Oakland. <laughs> so there's a big uh, um, pushback. And what we found as people who are socially conscious, we found that the problem we have is there are no legislative laws in place to keep us safe in our home and in our neighborhood. There are no policies that really technically address our protection. And this is why people really need a relationship with Christ and need to learn mm-hmm. how to pray and need to learn how to turn these problems over as their solution. Because if not, then we end up feeling and being hopeless as a people, as a neighborhood, as a city. And I see this with 1,000 mothers all the time, Sarah. Mm -hmm. I see these families that come in that have lost a child, uh, a a teenager, uh, you know, a youngster, and they've lost that child, and the, the family is never the same. You know, I found it was so interesting to know that when someone gets shot, uh, unfortunately, the next thing that they lose is their housing. Because when you have that level of violence, people don't want to rent to you anymore. Or even worse, the people that did it still live in the next block. So you see Mm -hmm. them at the gas station or you see them at the grocery store. You see their parents. I mean, it's so intricate when it comes down to what do you do afterwards? So this is why we feel it's so necessary. Even here at Teaches by CL, it's so necessary for us to reach out and create programming that people will be allowed to call in and vent so that we can speak to the people that are specialists that are on the ground like yourself and like uh, Soul Vibrations and Rosalind's Corner and Compton Politics so that these people can put it out there and get enough politicians so we can have some policy that is protective of our interests, issues, and our needs as black people. So we Mm -hmm. want to commend you for coming to Oakland, but just know that we're in the fight of our life over here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know if, if, if God is for me, no one's against me. And so with this restaurant, you know, a lot of people uh, can complain about, you know, the situation that we're in. And, you know, it's not easy to, you know, open up a restaurant in general, but we can move with numbers. And I know that it's not just hard for only one person. It's hard. It can be hard for many people. And the Hub is a place where you can get good food and as well as good programs and, you know, learn more. We can encourage uh, the young people or anyone who is down, like, continue to work at what you're you're good at or, you know, to find something uh, with God that you can work on. And if you have him, him in your life, there's nothing that you cannot do um, with, him, with him. Now, so, let, me ask you, let me ask you the hard question, okay? Everybody out there has listened to us because, you know, we – have the mic, we have the platform, and uh, <laughs> tonight we have the guest. But there are people out there that are listening that haven't had this level of exposure. They don't have a platform and they don't have a relationship. They don't mm-hmm. believe because they haven't seen or it hasn't come in their lives yet to where they have to, um, how do I say, um, that they end up rescinding. A lot of people back into their relationship with Christ. Uh, It's not that they go seeking him as much as so much has happened. I must do something different. So Mm -hmm. uh, what would you say to people who are out there right now, young people who are struggling with their classes, who are struggling in relationships that are going nowhere, for women out there who are struggling to be married and have families, but instead they're alone. What would you say to young people that are out there that are confused about their sexuality? What would you say 
to those young people out there who don't know him, what should they do? No, continue. Um, for those people who don't know him, um, there is, I always give a lot of examples. Um, there was a video I saw of a young, a child who was in the dentist, and she finished her procedure and said, thank God. And the dentist said, there's no God. You know, all these crazy things are going on. And, you know, there's so much war. People are killing each other and all these things. And, you know, she said, wow, where there are so many people with root um, that have horrible teeth, they're missing teeth, and this and this and that. And then the dentist is like, well, I can't do anything if they don't come to me. And she said, that's the same thing with God. Um, there's, a, there's a proverb that says, no one has to tell a child that there is a God. Um, Matthew 17, 17, 20 says that if ye have faith as a grain of mustard or as a mustard seed, um, you shall see um, a mountain move. So the thing is that sometimes it just takes a little bit of faith, and things don't always things do not always go the way we want it, and things don't move right away. So um, when I was going out, uh, or when I made the decision to uh, not talk to a certain person, and after a long time of deliberating, I detached myself from that person, and in a specific way. And I asked a friend for a Bible verse. So they gave me a Bible verse, and um, we were told that day at school to read very slowly. Take your time. Don't read on autopilot. Like, Amazing Grace. If everybody tells you to sing Amazing Grace, it's like, Amazing Grace. No, we're supposed to take our time and think about what we're saying. So the verse was, wait on the Lord. He shall we he shall be of good courage. He will strengthen our heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And with that, things take time. But just like when you're ordering your food, you don't get your food right away. And if you get your appetizers, it does not even fit your appetite. But when you wait for your main course meal, there's time that was given um, to the detail of that meal that will make you full. So when you have a little bit of faith. And by looking at how other people who have gone through many things and uh, they say that they hold on to God, just wait because he will come through for you. He definitely, definitely he will. I know it. Well, you know, I tell you, this has been great. We only have a few uh, more questions, and I apologize, you guys. But the board is down. But you know what? Hey, this is cyberspace. Things happen, okay? And especially <laughs> if you're speaking truth, things happen, but we still continue on. Now, everybody out there, I just want you to know that this is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio, and this is your host, Barbara McGee, and we are here at Straight Talk with the Hired Brush. I'm really excited to let you guys know that very, very soon, in a city coming to you, we're going to have United We Stand. Now, you know, that is the vision of our parent company, to be able to come to you, our listening audience, across the international divide and bring the premiere of United We Stand so you'll get a chance to um, be enveloped by the different culture and by the celebration of cultures where the West, meets the East and Africa and the Cuban drum and the dance and the wardrobe and uh, all the various wonderful sounds that is United We Stand. So you guys keep looking for that. You're going to be able to soon be able to contact us and we're going to let you know what study we're going to be in and you can come to the red carpet opening. I'm excited. I'm getting my dress. What about you? So I just want to say, we've got a few more minutes. My board is down. Is there anybody out there that has a question? Go ahead. Listening audience, do you have a question? All right. Well, Don't be scared. 
<laughs> we've got all we've got all listeners tonight, and it's okay because that's what we say here at Two Two Five CL. You know, we need the support of our uh, listeners. Uh, we have excellent programming. Uh, you can call in, and let's say you have something locally uh, that you want to get out, and you want people to know about it. This is the platform to do it. So we're imploring you. We've got Monday night, Lorenzo. Coming live with Compton Politics, 7.30. We have Tuesday night, your girl, uh, Barbara McGee with the Higher Brush. Uh, Straight Talk is the name of this show, and that's exactly what we do. And then on Wednesdays, there's Rosalind's Corner, and she's our entertainment guru, and you could sit down there with the platters or the coasters or maybe even the whispers. You know what I'm saying? So Check her out, 7.30 on Wednesday. Then we have Soul Vibrations. Now, here's an opportunity where you can call in and talk to a licensed therapist and also to someone who is working uh, uh, tirelessly in the community to make lives better for incarcerated people. So if you've got questions out there, things aren't working out for you, and you just want to turn it over to somebody, Take advantage of uh, Thursday night with Soul Vibration. And then uh, we have a new guest, a uh, new family member, I should say. And that's going to be on Friday night, starting on April 1st. Uh, and that's going to be um, Keys to the Kingdom with Sandra Keys. Uh, she's a gospel singer, and she's going to bring us more gospel music locally and, of course, uh, billboard artists and People that are uh, dedicating their lives to God, but through music. So, in uh-huh. closing, in closing, my dear, uh, sweet new friend, because I guarantee you, this is a lifelong relationship you and I are going to have. I, it's been a <laughs> to have you here in the penthouse, and I'm just so pleased. You know, um, everybody can hear this again. If you're interested in hearing the show, you can always download it or email it to others or if you have young people at your grasp that seem to be searching, um, you can invite them to Go ahead. Oh, I was saying I think there's one uh, one question by one caller. Oh, okay. Go ahead. It says, what would you say to those, those people who want to get involved in the work of the Lord? but do not feel worthy because of their struggles in their own life. Um, with, oh, that's, a good, uh, that's a good question. That is a very power-packed question and great at this time to keep me in a time crunch. But um, with God, I struggled with this uh, last year. It was a very big struggle. But basically, um, we don't know why God loves us. Well, we know why he loves us because he created us in his image but, like, when we look at ourselves, we're, like, super horrible. Like, we're sinners. But when we think about the sacrifice that God has made by getting off the throne, coming on earth to empathize with us, understanding and walking on this earth just to understand how we feel, I would want to do something for someone or uh, the creator who's done all of that for me. So it's like someone who is giving you, who gave you something. You didn't ask for it, like some money. You didn't ask for it, but, you know, you're so thankful to that person. You're like, you know what, I owe you one. And it's not like an O of a burden. It's like, you know what, this person did this for me. I want to do something for them. So, yes, we're not worthy worthy of anything, but he, he gave us com- a commandment to go. And so I wanted to be obedient and um, and go wherever he told me to go to the different parts of the earth and make disciples, baptizing in his name, um, so that when we go to heaven, we'll have lots and lots of friends. <laughs> but, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I think I think it's also important for people to know, um, and I think that um, the influence or the the place that I want people to open their hearts and make for this message. Uh, I want people to know out there that whatever you're going through, whatever it is, and however deep your valley is, 
there is always going to be a plateau. God is never going to leave you stranded. He's never going to leave you uh, uh, last. He's never going to allow others to triumph over you. And if it's not meant for you, then don't keep trying to seek it. Let it go and let God, let him step in the gap and make things happen. And I'm talking to myself too because we all are going through struggles. Life is getting more harder, less rewarding. Uh, Our relationships are getting less committive, uh, less genuine. Uh, I just, my best girlfriend just moved away because she said everybody is, um, um, has become shallow. Everybody in this area has become uh, unreliable. And so when we have all these things that should be more meaningful, I mean, we should be working harder, we should be gaining more friends, we should be gaining steam, more connections, more meaningful relationships. I mean, that's what happens as we nurture ourselves through our lives and we go through the various stages of emotional intelligence. But what we're starting to find is is that what we're looking for in other people is really Mm -hmm. what we should be looking for in a relationship with God, opposed to trying to find it in someone else who's suffering the same way we are but not letting on. So uh, we're just just grateful to be able to uh, spend this hour with you, Sarah, and I want to thank you for your dedication and for your uh, submission, for the great submission of self for the edification of others. And we just here in Oakland, California, I feel quite honored to have someone like yourself to come here to try to minister to young people and try to give people a more fulfilling and more healthy life. In closing, I want you to talk a little bit about this that you told me. You said you can be your best self and you can have the best quality of life through a relationship with God and a relationship in good health. So in closing, Mm -hmm. tell me how does health and God equal a better life? It equals a better life because God gives us many promises in his Bible. Um, it is scientifically proven when religion and health come together that we actually get better and we get better faster. Um, also, when we leave things in God's will, like I did last year, um, I've been trying for years to lose weight and get healthier. But when I chose to do whatever God wanted to me to do his way, I actually saw results much quicker and faster. So... Um, I believe there's an importance of the there's an effectiveness of health um, and spreading the gospel, and I believe with the promises of I will never leave you, no nor forsake you, I'll be with you um, even to the end of the world. Or wait, I say on the Lord, wait on the Lord. He be of good courage. He will strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. So we may go through things. But we know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel because he has these promises, which with these promises we have hope that we will get better and that there will be a better situation for us. But there are some things that we need to go through in order for us to appreciate what it is that we're going to have. If we get a great, great car and a great house, we won't understand or appreciate it uh, until, like, we go through something of getting an apartment and then, like, you know, something happened to it or your car broke down or, you know, you won't necessarily appreciate it. This is my experience as much. But when you go through a lot of things and see uh, different people in different places like I have, I understand that I'm definitely blessed. And with God, all things are possible. So with all of those promises, that helps us when it comes to our health with trusting him when we're trying to break a bad habit or when we're trying to um, discontinue a relationship, uh, 
with someone who is um, negative all the time. With God, all things are possible, and if we trust him, he will make us our best selves. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, everybody, I just want to let you know you're here listening to Straight Talk with the Higher Fresh. I'm your host, Barbara McGee. Uh, my guest tonight uh, in the penthouse, uh, we have had the lovely Miss Sandra Keys, who is the new host of the show called Keys to the Kingdom, premiering uh, this, not this Friday, forgive me, but uh, the 1st of April. So that's next Friday at 7.30. Check our website at www.teachify.com, and that will give you the opportunity to be able to see the shows that we have, what is available to the coordinates, how you can call in, how you can be a part of it, how you can ask questions, how you can be a weekly viewer, and also it gives you an opportunity to see what artists, independent artists that are selling albums, CDs, MP3s, what else do they have going on there? They've got uh, um, uh, books, uh, movies. You just come to the website. It's an entertainment headquarters for the things that like that you like that will make you happy. Listen. I wanted to say thank you once again, uh, Sarah. And we will be at the opening of the restaurant. Get back to me about that uh, so that we can give it a proper uh, rolling out when it's time. Okay. Well, everybody, you've heard it first here at Straight Talk. And we thank you for your time and your listening. And you'll see us back next Tuesday at 730, same uh, channel and a same station. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sarah, and to all, a good night. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.